It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. The Celtics even the series with the Bucks in dominating fashion. The Grizzlies tried to even their series with the Warriors without one of their best players. And the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to end their playoff futility this year. Maybe. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. After a disappointing game one loss against the Milwaukee Bucks, the Boston Celtics came back with a vengeance, a 109-86 win over the Bucks without Marcus Smart. Remember, the Bucks are also without their all-star, Chris Middleton. Joining me now from Locked On Celtics, John Corrales. And John, this is a Celtics team that rode a hot start from Jalen Brown and some hot shooting. They made 23-pointers in this game. Was the difference for them as simple as, hey, let's make some threes? <laughs> yes, it was a brilliant coaching strategy and strategy for Mimi Odoka. Let's go make some shots uh, instead of missing them. Uh, I think it's about the quality of the shots. And what we saw was incredible ball movement. The better number is 28 assists. That's yeah. that's where the Celtics want to be, up there in the, in the mid to high 20s. That tells you the ball's been popping. They did a fantastic job in this game, passing, relocating, making that Bucks defense move and defend and making them pay when they actually got out of position. So uh, it, it was funny that Ime after the game said, you know, it's, it's not Wilt Chamberlain out there. You can attack this team. So the Celtics did attack, and they, what they ended up getting was wide open threes and corner threes, which is the, the big thing against the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee wants to give you those above-the-break threes. Celtics were killing them from the corners, and that's why you get the shooting performance that you did. I think the question from here is going to be how sustainable is this? If you look at uh, shot quality, uh, they were actually pretty similar in terms of what ultimately happened because the Bucks were plus 30 in the paint. It just so happened the Boston Celtics were plus 51 on three-pointers, which, which is uh, pretty good. That's a pretty, pretty good, good. Uh, stop there. So is, is this this way of winning the bucks miss a lot of threes the celtics make a lot of threes and the bucks still get in the paint a fair amount is that a sustainable model for boston well i i think yes not necessarily when you break it down statistically like that but why that statistical breakdown was it's because why did they miss those threes it's because the celtics stayed home on Giannis. they asked al horford and grant williams to be kind of one-on-one defenders. And yes, you wall him off in transition, but in the half court, you just play him straight up. And sometimes he's going to beat. You just have to accept that he's going to beat you. But what he didn't do was drop 12 assists. I think he had eight in this one, still not great, but the he was slinging it in game one. And they were really getting uh, a lot of open shots. And the Celtics were helping off one pass away in game one, which was very bad. So this, they were more disciplined, 
and funneling some things into one-on-one matchups, which, okay, fine. That's how it goes. And in in the third quarter, they piled up a bunch of points in the paint where the Celtics kind of loosened up a little bit after a 25-point lead. So I think this is the formula, just the way they helped defensively. And I think that's going to hold, I think, the Milwaukee Bucks shooters a little bit in check. Maybe not quite like this, but at least somewhat like this. Thanks for making Locked On today your first listen. Don't forget to check out Locked On NFL's reaction to the NFL Draft. Get our local and national host take on the prospects, how teams approach the draft, and most importantly, who won the draft. That's Locked On NFL, Locked On NFL Draft, and of course, your favorite NFL team's Locked On show. The Locked On Podcast Network has you covered with all things NFL. Coming up, the Grizzlies are searching for answers against the Warriors and lost one of their best players in the first half to an ejection. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your daily gambling needs. Playoff hockey is underway. Let's look at a few lines for Wednesday night. The Hurricanes are slight favorites to win game two over the Bruins. Bet Online has Carolina minus 114 on the money line. The Maple Leafs have the edge at home over the Lightning. Bet Online put Toronto at minus 131 to win. And the biggest favorites on the night are the Oilers over the Kings. Bet Online likes Edmonton on the money line, minus 187. Bet online where the game starts. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Stanley Cup favorite Avalanche, according to Bet Online, got off to a roaring start against the Predators. You could not ask for a better start to your series for the Colorado Avalanche. An absolutely dominant performance from beginning to end, and the Avs beat the Predators in game one of their matchup in the postseason, seven to two. And we were talking yesterday, Kyle, about how the Avs had to pounce on the Predators, knowing that Predators goalie UC Saros would not be there for at least the first two games. They did that so much, they had to pull him out of the game after five goals. It was just total dominance in game one. This was Mortal Kombat. This would be a flawless victory. <laughs> the Avalanche, they dominated in every aspect of the game. And it was honestly, even if Saros was healthy, I don't know if he could have withstood the Avalanche. No pun intended, but yes, pun intended, mm. that Colorado brought. It was an incredible game and set the tone for the series. And if you think the Avs are going to have a letdown after that, you haven't watched this team the past couple of years because what has happened to them the past number of seasons in the playoffs is only motivating for them this year. Do not expect a letdown. Expect this effort again in game number two. What a way to start. Avs win it 7-2. to If the series doesn't begin until the road team gets a win, then the Capitals got their series going in game one against the Panthers. Hello, this is Dan Holmey from Locked On Capitals. Will the Washington Capitals take down the Florida Panthers in game one? Yes, this Washington Capitals team who nobody thought was going to be able to take down the President's Trophy winning team. Take them down in game one. 
by a score of 4-2. to two. It was a game that saw goals from Evgeny Kuznetsov, TJ Oshie, Tom Wilson, and Lars Eller. You know, this is kind of what I'm talking about. This Washington Capitals team has a pedigree of winning in the playoffs. The Florida Panthers, however, are a bit of an unproven commodity, and they have exposed some weaknesses in the Florida Panthers, most notably in net. Bobrovsky has a history of playing well during the regular season, but struggles in the postseason. So the recipe calls for continuing to pepper him with shots throughout the postseason. Anthony Mantha led the Capitals with 10 hits in Game 1. Vitek Vanacek stopped 30 of 32 shots faced. The Capitals improved to 30-21 and 21 in Game 1s. Laviolette didn't offer much on Tom Wilson other than to say he suffered a lower body injury and is going to have to be evaluated. The Flames are Stanley Cup contenders and the Stars are just happy to be here. Or at least that's how it was built. One down, 15 more to go. Hello everyone, I'm Jess Belmostow, the host of Locked on Flames, and despite all things going against them, the Flames won in uh, true Flames fashion. Nice one nothing win over the Dallas Stars tonight. Rasmus Anderson was assessed for a game misconduct, so they lost their top defenseman early on in the first, uh, at the end of the first period, and then of course, you know, they, it was penalty after penalty, but they successfully killed all of them. And it was great to see. And of course, you could not ask for more out of Jacob Markstrom. And he earned himself another shutout. So just overall great stuff from the Flames. And they're going to need to find that even strength scoring as well as some discipline because way too many penalties tonight. See you for game two. And on the diamond, Dusty Baker got his 2,000th win as the Astros took care of the Mariners. Astros win 4-0. Dusty Baker, the first manager to take five different teams to the playoffs. The guy that they say invented the high five. The guy that was on deck with Hank Aaron when he broke the record. This bat right here was purchased by my grandfather at that series where he saw Hank Aaron break the record. This bat he gave to me as a kid. This has been a part of my family's life for a long time, and this is a great win for the Astros. Dusty Baker, 2,000 career wins. This guy is a shoe-in for the Hall of Fame. What would be great is if this team continues to achieve what they're expected and they make a strong playoff run and give him his first World Series championship. Here is another story you need to know. Game two between the Grizzlies and the Warriors got off to a bit of a rocky start. Dylan Brooks ejected for a hit on Gary Payton the second, but John Morant made sure that the game did not end rocky for the Memphis Grizzlies. He put the finishing touches on a masterpiece, a 47-point game to square the series as this one heads to the Bay Area. Joining me now from Locked On Grizzlies, Sean Coleman. And Sean, what we saw from Ja was special in this game. What changed for him game one to game two that allowed him to finish this way? Oh, he knew the season was on the line. That absolutely is what it came down to. You know, yes, obviously the start to the game is not what you want to see. I understand basketball is a physical sport, especially in the playoffs, but you never want to see what happened with Dylan Brooks and Gary Payton Jr. You know, that's a story for another time. But John Morant knew it was tied 77 to 77. 
John Morant knew this was the season. If you're down 2-0 going to the Bay Area, having to win four out of five to win this series with three of those get three of those five games in Golden State, it's not very good odds. Jaw took over. Jaw time was there. He absolutely was not going to be denied, and we're all the better off for it, at least as far as Grizzlies fans. If John Morant makes a shot at the end of game one, we could be talking about a 2-0 series lead headed back to Golden State instead of just a 1-1 series headed back to Golden State. John Morant's been the best player in this series, Sean. If if that continues, why why won't the Grizzlies win this series? Absolutely. You're, you're exactly correct. If he continues to play offense to the level that he is, and as a matter of fact, if Jaron continues to play offense to the level that he is, that certainly is a, a big benefit for the Grizzlies. But Peter, I'll also point out something else that comes along with your point. John Morant's been the best player on the court because of the fact that the Grizzlies' defense is having its desired effect on Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. Combined, Thompson and Curry now are 30 of 83 from the field, 13 of 45 from three. The, even without Dylan Brooks, who did a great job on Curry, Zaire Williams and others stood up and got the job done, and the Grizzlies' defense is making sure Jaw is the best offensive player on the court so far this series. Yeah, what are they doing defensively? Because this was a Golden State team that shot 18% from three in Game 2 with arguably the two best shooters ever. So how are they doing this, especially without Dylan Brooks, who is one of their more versatile defenders? Yeah, and as a matter of fact, if, if my you know queries serve me correctly, I think this is the lowest that the Warriors have shot from three in games where they attempted 25 or more threes in their playoff history. I bring that up because the Grizzlies are making them work. The Grizzlies are contesting shots. They're making them work hard to find their spots. They're making them have to not, they're making them have to not necessarily force threes, but this isn't a consistent clean look type situation. The Grizzlies did a great job of adjusting to the Timberwolves way of getting threes in the first series of this playoffs, and that prepared them to be able to match up with how the Warriors do things. So the Grizzlies doing a very good job of scrambling, the Grizzlies contesting shots, and even when the Warriors get open looks, it comes from their players having to work off ball or on ball to get those looks. The Grizzlies are just doing a great job making the effort be there for the Warriors, and hey, the Warriors aren't converting. Coming up, the Maple Leafs are ready to exercise some playoff demons this year. With the Stanley Cup playoffs beginning and the NBA playoffs raging, you're going to need a snack that doesn't break your diet. Look no further than Built Bar. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. 100% real chocolate. And yet, they're low in calories, high in protein. Replace your candy bar with these. They're better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to Built.com and scroll down to see the macros chart. You will be blown away. High protein, low calorie. High fiber, low carb. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at Built.com. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. And now you could win on Sleeper by playing their new daily fantasy over under. It's simple. In any sport, choose two players and pick the daily fantasy over under. You can pick points. You can hit hits. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times your entry. You're not getting those odds anywhere else. Plus, 
You and your friends can play together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play the new Daily Fantasy Over Under game. Make sure to use promo code Locked On today, and Sleeper will match your deposit up to $100. Again, that's Sleeper with the promo code Locked On today when you deposit. Terms and conditions apply. Use Sleeper's terms of use for details. The Toronto Maple Leafs have been terrific during this year's regular season, but it's been the postseason that has caused nightmares in Toronto for a long time. Locked On Leafs host Mike DiStefano is so confident in his side this time around that he broke out in song, much to the enjoyment of his co-host, David Morissuti, and to anyone listening. There once was a team called the Maple Leafs. Their season was great and full of glee. The second bunch had broke records, but now there's the exam. When will the Maple Leafs end the drought and win the cup? 55 long years and the fan base has suffered. Matthews, Marner, Willie, and Jack, Johnny, Toronto, Keith, and Riley. They will lead us to the promised land and end the decade-long curse. This year, the Maple Leafs will end the drought and win the cup. The journey starts and then will be party. Yeah! Yeah! brother see this is why oh, blew it so bad no that was actually yeah you bring that down now yeah that's enough of that nonsense that was uh i so, couldn't hold my composure at the end there i couldn't oh, hold my composure one of the reasons we love sports so much is every year you convince yourself that things will go differently and sports fans inevitably become The Michael Scott, no doubt about it, I'm ready to get hurt again. We allow these teams to give us hope, even if in our heart of hearts we believe they will dash that hope in the end. That is the beauty of sports, the agony and the ecstasy of it all. And if the Leafs do go on to win the cup and break the streak and the curse, then the song will ring out again in the streets of Toronto. And if not, they'll probably still sing it just with maybe a little bit more whiskey. And then next year, we get to do the dance all over again. And finally, the Tennessee Titans are well aware of how much of an opportunity they cost themselves in their 19-16 loss to the Cincinnati Bengals in the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. It's a deep scar, quarterback Ryan Tannehill said of the loss. Every time I closed my eyes, I kind of rewatched the game. I didn't get a whole lot of sleep for weeks. I was in a dark place, and it took me a while, a lot of work to get out of it. I've worked through it, but therapy, talking to people, time helped. It took a lot of work to get through it. Tannehill said that the loss is a scar he'll carry with him for the rest of his life, but that it can serve as fuel for him to work hard to get ready for the 2022 season with a, quote, desire to win like he never had before. He will, of course, have to do it without his favorite target, A.J. Brown, who is now in Philly, and also looking over his shoulder at new quarterback Malik Willis, who the Titans drafted over the weekend. Thanks for making Locked On today your first listen. Now go make your second listen, Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Coming up tomorrow, will the Sixers draw even with the Heat without Joel Embiid? 
So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.